another first day of the week, Sephardus. And we, like all faithful disciples of Christ for nearly two millennium, come together to partake of the emblems that remind us of the great price of redemption. We're reminded that because one died, many shall be made alive. And without these weekly reminders, the vision would soon grow dim and would completely vanish from our minds. We frequently lift our voices in one of the most moving and emotionally charged hymns that we sing. And it closes with this refrain. We follow till the place we see where thou hast bid us meet with thee. And in our efforts to follow Jesus until we meet with him at that place, we search for every help and for every aid that can help us in remaining faithful to our call in Him. And the Gospel record is a key by which we unlock the door of the understanding, of the understanding of the personal life of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Master. And through it, we are able to enter into a most intimate relationship with Him. We follow him as he traversed the center of the land that God had promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. We follow him as he walked the streets of the city that would one day become the capital of the whole world. We see him as he moves from the waters of Jordan to a cross outside the city walls. We see him in his final hours of human weakness, alone, his disciples 
had forsaken him and scattered. But long before this final hour, he had sought to prepare the little band that had remained faithful to him. We see him as he suffered. And we are moved to suffer with him. We see him as his public ministry draws to a close. And we're told that he walked no more among Jewry because they sought to kill him. And we see him as he moves northward in the closing phases of his ministry. He leaves the Judean hills for the Sea of Galilee. And in that area around the Sea of Galilee in the cities of Capernaum the other cities that were built around the sea. Possibly for 18 months he was there preparing those close friends for what would eventually come. And just before he leaves this area, he takes three of them, Peter, James, and John. And upon one of the peaks, Mount Hermon, he is there transfigured before them. In the Gospel record, says to us, And I tell you of a truth, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God. And it came to pass about and eight days after these sayings, he took Peter, John, and James and went up to a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elijah who appeared in glory and spake of his decease which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw his glory and two men that stood with him. 
And it came to pass, as they departed from him, Peter said unto him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Alas, not knowing what he said. And while he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son. Hear him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone. And they kept it close and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. So here, from this moment on, Christ's mission changed. It changed from the public eye to the private eye, so to speak, from the public view to the innermost circle of his faithful words. And as we see him, as he journeys toward Jerusalem and his final hour, we see how the picture begins to change. And as we have had pointed out to us this morning, the discipline of self, this is what Christ was trying to do to his close friends, was to discipline them and the things of the Spirit. We today need that discipline just as much and perhaps more and did those who walked with Jesus when he was on earth. The middle attitude must be fortified if we are to remain faithful to the end. Our spiritual perception must be honed to the finest edge. We have our ups and our downs, our lives are as a roller coaster going up and down. We reach, we reach our peaks and we feel the depression when we go down into the abyss. So we need strength. And this is one of the benefits of our coming together each first day of the week. We can grasp a little more fully 
what it means to be a member of the body of Christ. When we come around the table to partake in symbol of that body which was broken in sacrifice, which was given, that we might be redeemed from the corruption that is in the world through lust. We notice that the greater part of John's gospel is given to the final preparation of Christ's disciples. The insight into the suffering. The insight into what it meant to be a follower of Christ. The total giving of oneself. And it's spelled out here so vividly that we cannot help but be impressed if we read what is written. We turn to that most familiar chapter, the 17th. And here we are introduced to an appeal, a petition to the Father that those who had followed him might not be lost. And now I come to thee. And these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word. And the world hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through thy truth. Neither pray I for these alone. And this is one of the most comforting scriptures that we have. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them 
also which shall believe on me. Through their word. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Can there be anything more intimate than these words? The vision that these words are trying convey the oneness of the body of Christ. And as we come together each first day of the week, we do it for many reasons. But one of the main objectives of our coming together is that we remember Him. It is a coming together for remembrance. Because as we look into the many scriptures of truth. We see the struggle that took place in the heart of Jesus as he prepared himself for the final hour. And unless that struggle of preparation is within us, then we have no part nor lot in Jesus. There must be within each of us the striving for perfection, for a state of holiness, just as it was in the heart of him who is our elder brother. The Psalms speak to us of this inner struggle. Because for thy sake I have borne reproach. Shame 
I am become a stranger unto my brethren and an alien unto my mother's children. For the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that was to my reproach. I made sackcloth also my garment, and I became a proverb unto them. They that sit in the gate speak against me, and I was a song of the drunkard. But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord, in an acceptable time. O God, in the multitude of thy mercy, hear me in the truth of thy salvation. Deliver me out of the mouth, and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from them that hate me in out of deep waters. Let not the water flood overflow me. Neither let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. These words depict a struggle, a struggle taking place in the heart of a man striving for holiness, striving for perfection. But I am poor and sorrowful. Let thy salvation, O God, set me upon high. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. For the Lord heareth the poor and despises not his prisoners. Let the heavens and the earth praise him, the sea and everything that moveth therein. For God will save Zion and will build the cities of Judah that they may dwell there and have it in possession. The seed also of his servants shall inherit it and they that love his name shall dwell therein. The struggle and the victory. These words portray before us the man, the son of God, born of a woman, that we come here to remember.
We come here to remember our Lord. We come here entering into fellowship, one with another, sharing together a common hope. We come here each sharing a desire for perfection just as our Lord Desire perfection in his life. We come here with the desire of one day joining with him around another table where he says that his faithful ones to come and partake in the kingdom of his Father. And in that day, they will be like him. They will share his perfection. They will be one with the Father. And as we, as our hymn points out, we follow till the place we see, for thou hast bid us meet with thee. Apostle Paul records the command of our elder brother. He says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had stopped saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do ye, as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, 
you do show the Lord's death till he comes. So we, in keeping with that command, come together around the table of memorial to partake the bread that speaks to us of a body given in sacrifice. A body in which the flesh was completely broken and consumed. We partake of the one which speaks to us of the life that was poured out the life that was given in total sacrifice to God that sin that the barrier that had separated man from God for so long would be removed these things in our minds without this without the sacrifice we would be without hope but thanks be to God for this unspeakable gift of his son whom we now remember through taking of the bread and the cup. And as a matter was in offering thanks, we will stand and ask our brother Ted O'Kelly to lead us in offering the thanks of the bread.